Welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Hey everybody, my name is Straight Shooting LJA and welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Shout out to the G-Man, Jersey Fizzle, Nathan Arsenal and JBK. Remember to check out our other vlogs, 5 Minutes with the G and Coaching with JBK. Now, as a Liverpool supporter and as a slight deviation from the norm, I want to talk about our recent form on the pitch. Erratic as it has been. Um, and with the 1-0 defeat via a late penalty against Burnley, I want to say, records don't bend, they break. Three years, nine, three years and nine months, aka 1,370 days, 63 matches straight, and an 83rd minute penalty ends the streak. Almost as surprising as the end of Goldberg's streak in WCW. Remember, remember Bobby the Brain Healing? The streak is over! But we don't have new champions yet. But I think we need a bit of luck to turn things around. I mean, the penalty against us was the first that, ben that Burnley have had this season. And against the side in Liverpool, who've not necessarily had the rubber to green with VAR, which is ironic. But the irony alone is borderline hilarious of that. But the injuries at the back and our lack of cover at centre-back has been exposed massively. I mean, our back line has to do extra work and then the patched up back line itself, well, they've actually not done half bad, all things considered. Because we're, the thing is, we're not actually shipping that many goals. But the problem is we're not scoring as many. And scoring goals wins games at the end of the day, which is why apart from the Palace game, we've drawn so often this season. And for me... What we've lost from, mid, from the midfield with Fabinho dropping back has actually been critical because, in my view, it makes it easier to play through us. And we're breaking up less attacks, which doesn't allow us to do those lightning-quick counters that we're famous for and that we've hurt so many teams with. And Henderson also, at times, having to drop back into the centre of defence. I mean, when he's had to do that, it means we lose his energy in the centre of the park. And you look at our second stringers, they're not as good as we need them to be. I mean, Origi's chance had a bit of ring rust behind it, you can say. But our success from the last two seasons has come, in my view, from a settled side that built and maintained momentum. And the injuries in key positions that we've had this season have really, really hamstrung us, in my view. I mean, when the spine of your team changes, everything changes. I mean, our fullbacks can't get up as regularly as they usually do and serve the strikers because basically they have to defend more due to having makeshift and, well, second string or just fill in centre-backs in. You've got to do more work as a fullback to help out. I mean, you factor that in, plus the fact that we can't actually sign anyone unless they're British. And, come on, who's good enough and British without getting extorted on price? But more on that later. More on that a lot later. But our strikers are getting less service as well because they usually get it from fullbacks. But if our fullbacks are helping defend more, well, then that's a, different, that's a different story. And also, they're a little bit out of form as well. And all the things that could go wrong kind of have come all at once. I mean, service, maybe a lack of confidence and a bit of a disjointed side behind you can end up stifling things up top. I mean, we're not, we're not that far off top spot at this moment in time, to be honest, even after the Burnley defeat. And it's been one of those odd seasons. 
where there are a lot of twists and turns left. I mean, remember two seasons ago, we missed out by a point on the league. And we've only been beaten once all season. So, I mean, we've seen league titles won on the final day before. Ironically, same team, twice. Um, so, for me, it's far from done as it's only late January. But we need to start picking up momentum again and soon. I mean, I've, I've said to a lot of people that the game changes when you're the team to beat. And especially when you're champions. Because people go all out to beat you. And a lot of times, if they know they can't beat you, they will at the very least frustrate you. Everybody steps up their game and puts in that extra effort and generally put 11 men behind the ball. So people, yeah, people step up in unique ways. But leaving the injury subject behind for a second, a lot of, a lot of teams do sit in deep and deny that space in behind. That guys like Mane and Salah love running into and remember these two guys um Salah and Mane you gotta remember say they are actually naturally wingers and Firmino needs space to link up the play as he's kind of more of a number 10 like that Messi sitting in the pocket behind the striker as opposed to an out and out striker like a Harry Kane or a um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang I mean you can't excuse us being poor in matches but there are always reasons behind it. The media are going to speculate, of course, because that's all they can do. They'll talk about Salah's recent interview about the whole Real Madrid thing without providing context and relying on isolated comments, because that's what they do. They'll play up Mane not being happy, uh, being sub v Palace, or Salah not getting the captaincy against Midgetland in the Champions League, complacency... The media will come out with all that crap because they need to sell stories. And that's what they're all about, not facts. But the funny thing is, we've been poor, but anything less than our usual insanely high standards will always look a bit more odd. So this blip looks like Alisson making a mistake. Much like Alisson making a mistake looks more odd because the standards are so high. And I do think having Man United in the cup and then Spurs and City in the league, and I think Chelsea coming up soon. I think it's a good time to have these games because they're games you need to be up for against teams, especially with Spurs and City, who won't just sit back and counter-attack. So they'll give us a bit of space, potentially a bit of space in behind. And we could actually, in theory, use the Cups as a spark to ignite our season, whether it be the FA Cup or the Champions League. But I feel that a formation change, at least temporarily, could be an answer. But more on that in a second. Um, there's also been a lot made about us buying a centre-back in January. I mean, I was hoping for someone on loan until the end of the season. But I actually recently read an article on, um, what's it, Mirror Football. And that recently showed why it's not as simple as that. Um, I mean, either we chuck in an under-23, such as Nat Phillips or Reese Williams, or for me, we change formation because we can't sign anyone as it stands anyway. Um, that's one thing. But a quick summary of us not being able to sign anybody is basically, and this is um, taken from the Mirror Football article, is basically about Premier League rules. I mean, remember, Van Dijk suffered injury at Good his injury at Goodison Park on October 17th. And it was 12 days after the closure of the summer window 
for international deals in less than 24 hours after the extended domestic window had shut. And then on October 20th, clubs were required to submit their Premier League squad list of 25 players aged 21 and over with no more than 17 of those allowed to be non-homegrown, i.e. not registered to an English or Welsh club for at least three seasons before they turned 21. So the homegrown rule, remember that when that came first came up and we had Emiliano Insua, who was a walking loophole. Same with Fabregas at Arsenal. I mean, Van Dijk obviously was facing an extended stay on the sidelines, maybe even the whole season. But at that time, we had to remove him from the squad list to leave the main squad at 24 with 16 players being non-homegrown. But clubs usually do have a secondary list of under-21 players, which actually can be as long as, as they want and can contain youngsters of any nationality pre-Brexit. So that's where Brexit started to affect things as well. And we did a couple of, we did a couple of um, Pitch Talk rants of the week about that. So check those out on youtube.com forward slash Pitch Talk. But guys such as Sepp Vandenberg, um, French Youth International Billy Cumetio as well. Yeah, those guys would be included in that. But Van Dyke not being in that list doesn't mean his season's over which makes things interesting because after the closure of the January transfer window, I mean, you look at last season's on February 6th, amid suggestions that the Dutchman is ahead of schedule on his recovery, because that's recently been mentioned, it'll be a similar date this year, which will confirm if Van Dijk can play a match again for Liverpool this season. So that makes things interesting. So based on all of those facts, we're going to have to kind of gamble that Van Dijk won't be fit again this season and leave him out of the squad for the second half of the season which is a massive gamble especially for a world-class player and but we'd need to do that to sign someone for the second half of the season but based on the progress of Van Dyke's rehab it might be too much of a gamble to take especially as we'd have to move so quickly during the transfer January transfer window which is already notorious for sides getting extorted price-wise for players remember Andy Carroll <laughs> yeah, 35 million for him. It's barely worth 10. But for us to sign someone, it means we'd have to also get rid of a player or two to open up spots. And clubs, remember, are generally more cautious in January. So even that's easier said than done. I mean, Arsenal have had to do the same thing where they've unloaded Deadwood. But you've also got to remember as well that we are knee deep in the coronavirus pandemic, which has actually complicated things further in regards to transfers. I said, look at Arsenal. They used to be a bastion of what a well-run club, well club was. And recently, they've had to lay off a load of employees and recently apply for £120 million worth of loans. So spending money is not as simple as usual. So, I mean, even today, I think they've, today it was confirmed they brought in Martin Odegaard and Matt Ryan on loans. But for me, one thing's for sure is that we at Liverpool need to adapt whilst we've got some square pegs and round holes for the foreseeable future. Because remember, we've got Joe Gomez out as well. And Matip is not really reliable. But I think we could potentially... We could potentially play three at the back. Fab, Trent, Robbo. Pack the midfield with a four and keep the three up top. It's a bit more of an aggressive formation, but it also helps the fact that we've got a lot of midfielders and a lot of midfielders fit. I mean, we could have Hendo and Thiago in the middle... 
with the Ox and Shakiri on the right and left respectively, or Wijnaldum on the right and Ox on the left, for instance, we could, there's a number of permutations that we could do. But for me, that's one suggestion. But one thing's for sure, something needs to change and change quickly. And it'll be interesting to see how Klopp navigates this massive challenge. I mean, for me, I've got faith. And I mean, hopefully other Coppites do too. I think FSG definitely do. Um, and now for me is the time to separate the Fairweathers from the diehards. The fly-by-nights from the true Coppites. Because the making of any club, any team, is adversity. And if you get on players' backs instantly and start burying and playing the blame game, then you are just as much of a problem as the lack of form. As if you're a Coppite or whatever team you support. But you know what, yeah, I want to know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section below, whether you're a Liverpool supporter or not. I'd love to hear from fellow Coppites. I would love to hear from you. But you know what? I've been Straight Shooting LJA, and this has been another episode of the Straight Shooting View. Remember, you can catch us. You can catch us on youtube.com forward slash pitchstorm. Also, you can catch us on Instagram as well, IGTV. You can catch us as well. Um, at Pitch Talk on Twitter, at Pitch Talk on IGTV. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we're up to. See what we are up to. You can see vlogs such as Coaching with JBK, Five Minutes with the G, and much, much more content, including, as I mentioned, our, our rants of the week slash Pitch Talk push points about Brexit from back in 2016. What did we get right? Hey, it's a, some of the stuff is affecting us right now as well. As Sam Allardyce has said, might do a vlog on that too. But I have been straight shooting LJ, LJ. Remember, facebook.com forward slash pitch talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we have recently resurrected and we're trying to take to that next level. I am your resident copite, straight shooting LJA. And until next time, I will see you on the straight shooting view. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on social media, dropping vlogs, blogs, videos, and podcasts on the beautiful game.